Hello, everybody. I'm Amy Covell. And I'm Chelsea Wingo. And you're listening to Hashtag Life Goals. And it's, uh, it's, it's gotten a little crazy, hasn't it, Amy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we are both currently under quarantine in Los Angeles, as is most of the country and most of the world, mm-hmm. uh, because of COVID-19, otherwise known as the coronavirus. No, 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 my corona. <laughs> no, no, don't try to put in a song to make it happy. <laughs> Well, we just wanted to kind of preamble the episode you're about to hear was recorded pre-coronavirus pandemic. So um, things may seem a little different than what our world is actually like right now. Yes, we um, this was before things went chaotic when there was too much toilet paper uh, taken and being hoarded. But we still hope that regardless of the situation and what you're going through, you are staying safe, practicing social distancing, washing your hands constantly. It is a big thing. And we also hope that this episode might bring you a little bit of joy in some way, shape or form, because that's what we strive to do in this podcast. Because even though you're self-isolating, You're never really alone. We're here. Yes, we are here. All right. (laughs) How about we move on to the episode, shall we? All right. Without further ado, the next episode of Hashtag Life Goals. Sounds good. Take it away, past Amy and Chelsea. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is our podcast, Hashtag Life Goals. I don't have the sense of humor that is like comedic and intelligent and can make up like jokes and stuff like that. It's always things that I She stumbles right on it. Exactly. I stumble right on it. It's accidental humor as I call it. Each week we examine one of our life goals and figure out what steps we need to take to make them a reality. Intricate strap work? Yeah. That phrase makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So come join us. It's going to be fun. This is Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And this is Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. And today's episode, everybody, get ready, get sweaty, get ready for a fun ride. It's Hashtag Pump It Up! Pump it up. And we're not talking about pump, pump the jams, pump it no. up. No, this no, is no, no, no. not music related, this, unfortunately. This falls under our health and wellness goals. <laughs> yes, this falls under fitness, uh, particularly to get the little extra muscle builds, you know, for some men or women that are interested in that, possibly. Okay, I'm digging a hole. Let me just progress forward. (laughs) Yes, um, this is another Chelsea episode. She has been going on this grand new journey of adding boxing into her workout routine. Yes, and I mean, it may surprise people, but when I was younger, I was not fit at all. <laughs> See, I worked out a whole lot more when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now I don't work out at all. Yeah, well, you're busy running around taking care of five other projects a day, so it's like... It's true. <laughs> so speaking you don't of... Yes, yeah, speaking of... <laughs> I just wrapped on a project um, less than 24 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Good job for you. Thank you. So it was a racing movie. It was really fun to work on. Ooh. And I got to work with... 90s rap superstar DMX. X gonna give it to you. See, no, I can't follow. That was bad. This proves how little I know of rap stars. But when you first told me, I was like, what? Who's that? It's like, oh, okay. Now I get it. So apologies, uh, DMX. That's his name? Yes, his name is DMX. DMX. I apologize for not fully knowing you, but 
Amy's a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And it was really cool because he has two unreleased tracks that he signed over to the film. Ooh. So you guys will definitely be hearing when that movie is coming out just so you can check out his new music. So full of surprise and suspense. What will it be? I wonder. I probably won't listen. I'm not a rap person. <laughs> But maybe. You'll probably blast it in my car at one point. I will. Like, I will. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it'll be instead of like, it's going to get into the... No. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I don't... I shouldn't progress forward if I don't know the full song. I know all the other songs, just not rap very well. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what's up in my life. What about yours, Chelsea? Uh, 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 where to start? Um, I'll well, start with less... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just sound like Olive a little bit, who might be hearing wandering around here and there but she just got back from a walk so she's she's a little tired so she should behave um but well one thing was the indie short fest uh film festival was last friday yeah i'm so disappointed i didn't get to go with I you know. i was still on set yeah it was uh, but i got to go with uh our lovely main actress giselle if you're listening giselle hi how are you and it was an awesome evening. Uh, Giselle we, was up for Best Actress. Yes, she was. I remember when I called her about it, she cried, like, for five, ten minutes straight. It was so adorable. She probably spent the whole next two weeks preparing, like, her Oscar acceptance. <laughs> probably, yes, exactly. But we got to go to the uh, Raleigh Studios, which is right across from the Paramount lot, so that was really fun. And there were, uh, because of the sheer amount of films that were selected, only a few were screened. Faith wasn't one of them, but that's totally fine. It's okay. It was nice to be That's recognized. okay, because Faith, instead, was screening on their TV streaming that channel. That is true. I forgot about that. Yes, they said that we could put it on their uh, streaming channel, so that's very fun. That's going to be up for a few months, and uh, if we have the information, I'll be able to share that. But I think one of the really cool things about that evening was that um, one of the films that was shown was by Destry Spielberg. Steven Spielberg's daughter, and she was there actually at the festival. Destry? D S T R Y. Interesting. Yes. So she was there. Uh, she had a lovely film called Rosie, which was about these two women that get to know each other, enter into a relationship, but then social norms and conformity uh, sort of tear them apart. And it's very intriguing because it ends on an unanswered question. Will they? Won't they? It just depends. So it was really interesting. She was actually sitting right in front of us and I didn't know it was her until she was interviewed. So I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. And what I loved was, um, this might sound weird and weird to some people, but I loved her answers that she gave during the interview because she was talking about how visual she was in terms of what she sees and trying to explain that to somebody else or she feels like her brain is going a million miles per hour when she's trying to form into a sentence. And I felt like, oh my gosh, this is someone that's like me. And I just really connected with that. So it was really cool to, to see her and to kind of, you know, experience that. So That's a nice experience. I'm sorry. I had to look up the origin no, no, no. of this name because I was like, Destry? Yeah, exactly. It's apparently a boy's name that means war horse. <laughs> Don't tell like And there's that. a ton of westerns that mm -hmm. feature a main character named exactly. Destry. And um, <laughs> even though she left early from the film festival, uh, I got a little bold and I DM'd her on Instagram saying, hey, I want to say I loved your film and I also loved your responses. And she was sweet enough to respond back. So that was Aww. really cute. So Destry... Good on you, and I'm looking forward to other projects that you're making. And Amy is... And don't look straight at the camera. This is supposed to be candid. <laughs> she, yeah, she's We're trying to, to get back in the habit of taking photos during the podcast. 
Well, then, other than the Femme Festival, basically a lot of projects and opportunities have come up, but a good chunk of them either don't have the media or don't have the official start date. So I'm basically now on the waiting game. You're in a holding pattern. Exactly. But as I was explaining to Amy before, I have like five, six, seven possible things that are going to be happening relatively soon. So I'm going to be busy for like the next month so good this is gonna be fun <laughs> so trying to fit in all like the social plans that i can before shit hits the fan i didn't right. mean to make that rhyme crap <laughs> it's okay I, yeah. poet at heart there you yes, go yes exactly okay so yeah that's what's going on in my life and yeah, that's a good wrap-up. I think so. I think we've been, so. We've been doing this for a year it's now. It's time to be... dive into the research, Chelsea. Yes. Does that help you? There... I'll guide you along. Yes, please. All right, so for Pump It Up, um, it was very interesting because a lot of the research I initially found was targeted towards men. I wonder why. Surprise, surprise. Exactly. So I tried to differentiate it a little bit and start with basics, starting with exercise and fitness from the Harvard Health Publishing website to kind of give an intro for those people that may not know what exercise is, but we, we all know. But just to recap, exercise and fitness, doing it regularly every day if possible is the single most important thing that you can do for your health. It can help control your appetite, boost your mood, and improve your sleep. And for long term, it can reduce the risk of heart disease, stroke, diabetes, dementia, depression, and many cancers. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have recommended for adults of all ages to at least do 150 minutes of moderate aerobic exercise, like a brisk walk, or 75 of rigorous exercise, like running, or a mixture of walking and running, every week. It is fine to break up the exercise into smaller sections as long as each one lasts for about 10 minutes. Strength training that works all major muscle groups, legs, hips, back, abs, should be done at least two days a week. Strength training involve lifting weights, using resistance bands, or exercises like push-ups, sit-ups, to help basically push your body to be able to not only build muscle, but build up that resistance. They also were talking about for pregnant women that for aerobic exercise is considered safe, but strength training do not do any of that because obviously you are a caring child and to talk to your doctor about that. And for children, it would be about 60 minutes of physical activity a day devoted to mainly aerobic exercise and then vigorous exercise for strength training and such, like push-ups or gymnastics even, do at least three days a week. So for the next part of research, I dedicated it to an article in Vox in January 2019, which was talking about how to get the most of your exercise time according to science. And their main topic was about HIT or high intensity interval training, which where I go to box, which is Prevail Boxing, it's amazing. You should check it out at some point. It is basically that kind of workout. We do a warm up in the beginning. We have six rounds, uh, six different stations. We do it three times around and then we have a conditioning afterwards. So it kind of represents that. So for the intro of this article, HIT, which is high intensity interval training, promises the best workout in the least amount of time. While runners have been using interval training for more than 100 years, alternating between sprints and jogging to improve endurance, HIT wasn't uh, mainstream until about a decade ago, where exercise 
physiologists started to come out with the study after study demonstrating that intervals could be the biggest health improvement for your exercise time. In 2013, the 7-minute workout, which are exercises performed for 30 seconds, 10 seconds to transition in between, a total of 7 minutes, repeated 2-3 to three times, was popularized in the New York Times, and then 2016, the main popular one was the 1-minute workout. So it's we're all about getting our workout in as easily and as quickly as possible it so is, we can yes. say we did it exactly it's, it's very it's interesting because as we grow as a more consumer society and also digital media i feel has become more popular in the days to come speed and making sure things are done quickly has taken priority over kind of you know coasting by and just kind of like letting the long pace run out if that makes any sense but it's interesting of how they're talking about how this could actually be more beneficial to do it as quickly as possible as compared to prolonged like 50 minutes of steady running and stuff like that so what is hit you ask so an example of that would be let's say you're running and you have about like 30 minutes to do so so you would say maybe for like the first five minutes you have a steady pace and then you would break out into a sprint for about two minutes and then you have like a one minute rest of like a brisk walk or moderate run and then you go back into that two minutes and you do that about two three times around and then you do a cool down mode where you finish those it's that exercise and getting your heart rate up exactly exactly so kind of what you were talking about emmy the benefits of interval training it is the most established benefit for heart health Intervals can boost cardiorespiratory health with a smaller time investment compared to continuous forms of exercise, interestingly enough. We're not talking about superior fat burning capacity or bigger muscles. They're talking about VO2 max, which is a measure that calculates the maximum volume of oxygen that the body can use. Martin Gibbola, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, from the One Minute Workout has said, the more aerobically fit you are, the better your heart can pump blood, the longer it takes for you to get out of breath, and the farther and faster you're able to bike, run, or swim. There was a 2016 study where there were two groups of participants that for 12 weeks, one worked out for 10 minutes in interval fashion, and the second did continuous cardio for 50 minutes straight. The two groups found the same amount of improvement in their oxygen uptake, despite the varying time commitments, which was really intriguing. And then in 2013, there was a meta-analysis done where researchers evaluated the effects of high-intensity interval training studies, separating nine of them that were the largest improvement of VO2 max and nine that were the smallest. The less intense training with shortened intervals carried the least health benefits, and interval training overall had the greatest increase when using longer three to five minute intervals. So why does HIT improve cardio health? Research don't have an exact idea, but one of their key hypotheses is the heart's ability to pump blood. One measure for blood pumping is something called stroke volume, or the volume of blood that comes out of the heart when it contracts. A major determinant of VO2 max is that stroke volume. As Gibala says, there is evidence that when you do interval increased training, the stroke volume increases even more. And the next part they talked about is, is HIT the best exercise regimen for weight loss? HIT has been shown that people can burn comparable amounts of calories in 20 minute routines compared to longer continuous exercise routines for 50 minutes. 
higher intensity exercise results in greater disturbance to the body's homeostasis and takes more energy and oxygen to get it back to normal base levels. So basically it then results into what's called the afterburn effects, which is excessive post-exercise oxygen consumption, where it's a period of elevated calorie burn after you exercise. So that can happen, but a lot of people misunderstand that as it will happen for a long time. It's only for a short period. So you have that little gap, but don't expect to be going into like lunch and be like, oh, I can have like all the pizza and like all the donuts that I want. Right. Because a I still lot of times equate, people equate with like, oh, I just worked out, meaning I can totally cheat on my diet. Exactly. No, it works for a short period. So maybe like the first few hours or so is is my guess based on the research from what I found but it is there for a little bit and it is beneficial but at the end of the day what's actually going to help you with that weight loss is your diet diet is number one it is far and away the best way to affect weight loss exactly I am still working on that I'm working on it bit by bit I actually have been starting to include spinach in my eggs in the morning after I work out because that helps a lot with muscle building I told you spinach will help give you that energy boost that you were missing Popeye knows Popeye knows exactly that's why he ate spinach all the time in the cartoon I had spinach (laughs) this morning Corey made spinach (laughs) and eggs for me and Rex yes exactly so HIT can be helpful, but diet is more important, but HIT can help to a certain degree. And they also talked about how building muscle can be a little bit more helpful for the afterburn. One of the variables that affect your resting metabolic rate is the amount of lean muscle you have. At any given weight, the more muscle on your body and the less fat, the higher your metabolic rate. That's because muscle uses a lot more energy than fat while at rest. Again, as Gibbola says, intervals can be demanding mentally and physically. Some steady state continuous is nice once in a while, but for those who truly are super time pressed and can tolerate intervals almost exclusively, it is the most efficient way to train. Yeah, that's kind of a little insight of how hit interval could be beneficial in terms of health. I remember when I started at Prevail, I thought I was going to pass out. I didn't think I'd be able to. <laughs> there are still days when I am there and I'm like, I can't take it. I can't take it. Because especially uh, for me, squat thrusts and uh, burpees are my nemesis. Because for me, my theory is because you're going from standing to like a 90 degree angle afterwards. So you're going up and down and your heart is basically going on these different gravity like pulls. And it's just like, ah, it doesn't know where to pump. It doesn't, ah, it just leaves me very, very breathless. But there's some days where I'm like, okay, I'm tired, but I can keep pushing. And there are other days where this is easy. This is easy. Come on, let's go for another class. So what I particularly love about Prevail is how it integrates uh, a different workout every day, even though it does have that hit training. So it's not easy, folks, but you can do it if you try. And uh, I wanted to throw in this other last article, which it was in the men's health section, but I thought it was very interesting because it talked a little bit more about, you know, muscle building and looking pumped and looking, you know, fine and everything like that. Uh, It's uh, called Why You Really Want to Focus on Your Muscle Pump, uh, 2019. This had a great opening, by the way. It talked about how Arnold Schwarzenegger has commented that the feeling of the shirtless sleeve stretch that you get after a workout is way better than sex. <laughs> hey, that, that turns the men off. 
I just thought that was a funny opening. Obviously, Amy does not think so, so I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> Nothing's better than sex. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> moving on. The swollen feeling in research suggests that the process can also hit the accelerator on muscle growth. It happens when your muscles become engorged with blood, a result of the veins that carry blood away from the muscles being compressed during high-volume lifting. As blood pools into your muscles, plasma is drawn into the fibers, causing those fibers to expand and stretch like overfilled water balloons. Bodybuilders often chase the pump before competitions to temporarily increase muscle size and vascularity, but research shows you can also enhance long-term muscle growth by getting all pumped up. Now, Amy, you know someone that does this for a living in well, a set. <laughs> not for a living, but... Okay, well, a, hob, a main My hobby. partner, he... Um, so he works as a CGI computer programmer. Oh, wait, so that's right, yeah. He but is, he's a- so he spends most of his day sitting at a desk. Mm-hmm. And so to help kind of offset that, he has gotten into um, powerlifting. Powerlifting. So he is a competitive powerlifter. Mm-hmm. He can... De- I can never remember his squat or his bench numbers, but he can deadlift 500 pounds yeah no i've met him and he's got quite some muscles on him oh yes he does (laughs) and i am not complaining about that yeah no exactly but yeah he would know probably a lot more about this than obviously the research i'm presenting but he kind of is probably following the same regiment in a sense of bodybuilders would you say are a little bit different it's a little different bodybuilders part of that is all about the look so a lot of it is based on like how big are the muscles, how do they look, like mm-hmm. their form, all of that. Whereas powerlifting is literally about your performance form and the amount of weight that you can do in the exercises. Interesting. So it is different. Like he will talk about when he's at the gym and he can tell the people who are there uh, as fitness bodybuilders because they spend hours in front of the mirror at the gym mm-hmm. like practicing their poses checking out how big their muscles are those are the ones that really do things like the pre kind of pumping it up to Mm -hmm. make their muscles look bigger yeah yeah, i see male actors do it on set all the time Mm -hmm. and i'm like i know it's a thing but guess what i don't think it's really working as well as you think it's working (laughs) uh and you're driving the makeup artist nuts because you're getting sweaty and so then she's gotta run up and touch you up so how about you just accept your body as it is and just trust that uh we cast you in this because we like the way you look and you do not need to enhance it 20 seconds before going on screen yes but unfortunately there are other people not you know the people that hired you because they trust you and they're like just we like you as you are there are the other voices the other people higher up in the industry that are screaming in the back of their minds and saying no this is not enough you need to do more because i feel that's those voices and they're in the back of their heads yes but those voices are not the because they were cast yeah, I know. They were chosen for the role. But Those also, voices are the voices in their heads. Yeah, well, I know I suffer from that too, but I think it's also just from growing up in this this society that we're, as we get older, we are kind of more heavily pressured to be like, oh, you should fit into this, you should fit into that. Like, it seems like everybody's trying to right. be like the perception, the, normal... the perception yeah. that society places on the way you should look. Exactly. And I think that unfortunately can have a negative effect to even like the oh, best looking people in the world because they get self confident. Uh, they get like self conscious about it and they yeah. don't think it's enough when yeah. it is, but it's just. Yeah, no, powerlifters are very much less into what you think their muscles look like. Mm-hmm. Because for them, the results are literally the numbers that they do. 
Mm-hmm. So like in their three lift attempts in their competition, it's the total amount of weight that they lifted that proves how good or not good they are at powerlifting. Yeah. No, the way they look doing it doesn't matter. Although if you have better form, you're going to perform better. Exactly. And it was just very interesting that all the other articles and stuff that I was researching that were male focused, at least there was at least one section that said you can do this for improving your muscles. You can at least do this for making your making yourself look bigger than you are. Right. There is always something following up regarding this will make you look the best make you, you can look, be. Make you look. Make you look. That look, doesn't look, mean look. you are. Exactly. It'd be like, look, it always had that rather than just telling you the information and leaving it at that. Yeah. Which I find very intriguing. Because with ma- most of the female magazines or website or articles that talk about, you know, fitness and health. They're all about how to tighten that ass yes. and tighten that tummy. Because that's, exactly. that's what they it's think like that skin, females skin, care it's about. It's like thin, 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 thin in a right. sense, but still toned. But with men, it's bulk, bulk, bulk. My partner thinks it's hilarious, though, that when he shows me pictures of guys who are really jacked, that I don't like it. Like, I like his <laughs> muscles, but I mm-hmm. hate when the muscles are so big you can, like, see the veins in their neck and, yeah. like, the overdefined calves. Like, it grosses me out. Yeah, no. I will not be someone going to Muscle Beach to watch people work out. Like, that's nope. disgusting. No, I'm not one of those people either. I mean, I admire muscles. I admire a fine figure, but I'm not one of those people that loves huge muscles. It turns me off. Actually, Don just brought up a really good point of how, uh, talking about, you know, bodybuilders, he was going on about how when they're preparing for competitions, he can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not just the main muscles, but they also have other little exercises or workouts that for like in between or everything. Yeah, because it's all about that definition. Again, it's all about the look. Exactly. So everything like flows seamlessly and makes it look like there's like a boom, boom, like it's not jagged. It looks like a nice rolling hill. In, the, in terms of the bicep. That's the best visual indicator that I could give because I'm not a body bodybuilder whatsoever. But Well, let's <laughs> roll right into our guest. So that love, way love it, uh, love you it, guys can it. talk all the fitness you want and I can just sit here like the couch potato. Oh, you know, you're going to jump in here and there. We're going to make sure you're included. Nobody gets left behind, Amy. All right, now it is time to introduce the guest. She is not only a dear friend of mine, but she recently has become a boxing coach over at Prevail, and she's also a registered yoga teacher. It is my pleasure to introduce Nancy Chen. Say hi. Hi. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the most awkward thing no, ever. I love saying no, hi. No, it's totally fine. We've had worse. <laughs> we won't say who, but we've had worse. Ooh, no, you're secret. doing fun. Yes, secrets indeed. Thank you so much for coming, Nancy. It is great to have you here. Uh, it's a little awkward right now because now I have the uh, podcast pup on my lap. So it's um, the microphone is more closer to my mouth that I'm just like, I don't want to move. I don't want to do anything. All right. So, Nancy, how are you doing, first of all? I'm doing wonderful. Just taught two classes today. Took a class. Yes. So. I'm like running on endorphins. That's great. Yes. That is amazing to hear. And uh, is there anything that I missed in the intro that you would like to talk about yourself? You know, in- introduce the audience a little bit. Who are you? What do you do? Wow. Deep questions. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a little bit of background. I grew up competitively swimming, and so I've always had that fitness background. Amy, that was so interesting. You're saying about your partner, how he found powerlifting as such a good like balance between his full-time job of like working at a computer all day mm-hmm. and yeah that's how I got into it well part of how I got into it long story short <laughs> um 
is that I found yoga and boxing, like taking those classes as such a good balance of me, like either sitting on the subway or me like working my full-time job as a marketer. And I took that and really found it empowering enough that I wanted to help teach people. And so boom, 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 jump ahead. Um, (laughs) Here we are. Here we are. Now I'm teaching people yoga and boxing. And also to my understanding, you're training for the LA Marathon. Yes. Props, it's in props to you, girl. Month. No, Thank I, I you. couldn't. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. After that, do you think you're going to do the Boston Marathon? Since you did used to live in Boston, be a good That's chance true. to go back. <laughs> I know. I feel like the Boston Marathon is almost harder. I think oh, there's it's more way hills. harder. Yeah. And then it's also the weather. Like, one time, okay, one time I was watching because it was a big event in Boston, right? We all go and watch. Yeah. It's Marathon Monday. A marathon Monday, it's. It's actually a holiday. It's not yeah. called Marathon Monday. It's Patriots Day. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, nobody has work or school. My brother ran the marathon, I think, oh. about 10 years ago. Yeah, I used to wow. live out there. Oh, that's awesome. Wait, we're in Boston. I was actually living out in Worcester. Okay. And my brother lived in Marlboro. Gotcha, gotcha. I think I went to the beach near there. Well, my brother Maybe. actually got into the marathon. Now, my brother was a runner in high school. Mm-hmm. He actually held the record for the 100-yard sprint for... I think about two decades in New Hampshire. Dang. And so he was a runner all through high school. You know, he traveled internationally and ran track and field. He did track and field in college. He also did soccer in college. And he works in cardiophysiology now. And he had just entered a charity drawing. Mm. And the winner of the charity drawing that he donated money to got a number for the Boston Marathon. And he won. And he's like, Crap! I have like nine months to train for <laughs> one of the biggest marathons yeah. in the world. <laughs> Dang! But he finished. He finished. Yeah, yeah. good. That's really good awesome. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everyone like I was. I was in college for most of the time, so we would just like drink mimosas and watch people run. But oh yeah, yeah. It's a you huge know. drinking event. Yeah. You just like <laughs> camp out along the route yeah. and like it's like tailgating, but you're just oh, watching. You're people watching run. people run for four hours or, or less. Remember like two hours right um, yeah but yeah i remember one april it was just so cold that like all the guys who were finishing their nipples were bleeding through their shirts what and i was like man that sucks <laughs> i'm yeah. not doing that <laughs> yeah that was my only thought i was like no no yeah no, the year my brother ran it was gorgeous out mm. it was actually kind of hot out Ooh. for april it was Ooh. pretty it was pretty warm out and he Got through, I think, about you know three quarters of the way through the race before he injured his ankle. But he took a timeout at one of the medical tents, and then he was able to finish. So Good. not at the time that he wanted, but he did finish. And for someone who's been training less than a year for that marathon, that's mm-hmm. huge accomplishment. Yeah, that's yes. so impressive. That is very impressive indeed. Yeah. Yes, I won't be doing marathon anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nor will I. Yeah. yeah. I used to like running track, but I... I used to play soccer and track just like my brother, but I then when I moved to California, I didn't find a, a soccer team to join for a while. And uh-huh. so I was playing what was available to me, which was CYO basketball. I did that one, for one year. And then CYO volleyball, which I did for several years because mm-hmm. I was pretty good at it. Nice. But I sprained and fractured my ankles so many times playing volleyball that when I got to high school, I was like, oh, I can try out for the soccer team now. Like I went out and watched the first day of tryouts and I was like, nope, I am way too far behind now to do this. I can't compete. And so I was like, I'll do track. The first week of track practice, I had forgotten my jacket up on the bleachers. And so my parents picked me up after practice. We went to dinner and I was like, oh, we got to go back to school. I got to pick up my jacket. 
and sprinklers had already been on and so they were slippery. Oh boy. And so I went to go up my jacket and I fell down the bleachers. No. On my ankle. It no. swelled up to the size of a softball. Oh. And yeah. that was pretty much the end of me running track. Because I mm-hmm. was still running on it for like two weeks and mm-hmm. I just, it wasn't healing well and I wasn't running as well. And so I just dropped out and mm-hmm. I kind of never went back to uh, <laughs> organized sports. Yeah, well, I mean, then you oh, also you have your, your surgery with the, the metal in your spine oh, and your back, yeah. which is a whole other story. But basically, Full you did surprises. your whole thing when you were younger and you're yeah. still active now. You just do I'm a very ways. active person, mm-hmm. but Chelsea's right. I fell off a building a little over 10 years ago and I shattered my L2. And had twin scaphoid fractures in my wrists. So since having my back surgery and my wrist surgery, I am very limited in some of the exercises mm-hmm. I could do. So like the stuff I was used to doing at the gym, I could no longer do. Mm-hmm. Like I have weight restrictions. I can't lift more than 30 pounds. Um, I'm not supposed to bend over. There's all of these things that are parts of normal workouts that I just can't do that I have to modify. Mm-hmm. And so it made doing things like going to the gym less fun for me because it's like yeah yeah, I could run except for every time my feet hit the treadmill it hurts my back and I cannot seem to get the hang of the elliptical machine like I can't my right brain left brain I I, I literally don't understand it I I can't figure it it out I was able to do the recumbent bike for a while and then I used to love like lifting weights like I was in weightlifting class in Mm -hmm. high school all the other girls that were in that class were just in that class that way they could be around all the football players who took it after school. Of course. I liked weightlifting. You yeah. like the weights more than you like the football players. Correct. Which is the right way to go. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> but with a 30 minute weight restriction, it's not as fun. Oh, yeah. So it's like all I can do is kind of small like weights, you know, which is more for strengthening, but is not fun to me. It's yeah. not a good time for me. Mm-hmm. So I've really kind of struggled to find what a new workout routine is for me. I started doing ballet bar, and mm-hmm. right now I'm just not consistent with it. Yeah. But ballet bar works really well for me because a lot of ballet exercises are very similar to my physical therapy exercises. Yeah. Well, that's good. If it's something that works for you, then it's something you should pursue doing or find other things that right, work Which I should make time to do. I yes. don't make time to do it, but I don't worry about it because I'm so physically active mm-hmm. every day of my life. Yeah. Just in my job and even when I'm home in what I do mm-hmm. I'm not sedentary so yeah I don't really worry about it yeah. yeah yeah that's so interesting because like there's been a couple of studies that it's like comparing someone who just works out really hard like stay in the morning and then mm-hmm. just like lie on the couch all day and like don't move or <laughs> someone who is like active in their everyday life or mm-hmm. like their job like it's such a big difference like you almost prefer the person who's more active just because you're getting like that prolonged movement yeah that consistency like i have consistency in my daily life for being active yeah now i would like to work on my strength but Mm -hmm. i mean that Mm -hmm. is going to take more consistency in me actually doing it yeah yeah it's hard because i am so limited and the things that i'm limited to doing i don't find fun yeah, exactly. So that's not excited to yeah. do them. Yeah, yeah. I did try a lot of stuff when I was younger. Like, I took mm-hmm. swimming classes. I did take tennis. I did take soccer. I did take, like, dance. But that was all when I was, like, from three to nine. And then I just wasn't interested anymore. I did take karate from when I was about nine to 15. And then Ooh. I... But then, here's the kicker. I quit that for cheerleading. <laughs> and then I took cheerleading for two years. And then I got bored with that. And then I just sort of... 
I don't want to say I became a couch potato, but working out was not a top priority because I was more interested in writing and filmmaking and a lot more creative stuff while the rest of my family was a little bit healthy and stuff like that. Yeah. And kind of growing up in a household where sports was heavily involved, you know, in work and also kind of in everyday life, you did kind of get those pressures of eating healthy and like feeling good and working out. And I just, I wasn't really motivated to do so. Yeah. There's a very specific mindset of people who work out all the time because it is such a big part of their life. So they are a lot more focused on what they put in their bodies Mm -hmm. and the time that they spent being active or working out. And Mm -hmm. it's a little harder to kind of feel the importance of that if it's not something that is involved in the other things you're doing. Like in a creative aspect, it's Mm -hmm. a little harder to go, Oh, it's, really important that I eat lots of vegetables. Yeah, like if you're a dancer, actor, actress, that kind of thing, that's important because like it involves Like it's important your because looks. you know, well, and it wouldn't, and, and the thing is, is that you can't go have a good workout at the gym if you didn't eat correctly before exactly. the gym. You're going to have a shit workout if you didn't eat right, if you didn't eat enough protein. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have a shit time writing if you didn't eat enough protein? No. no. Exactly. When you're behind <laughs> the scenes, you feel it can get away a lot with more. And I, I didn't have that much in terms of a wake up in terms of changing my workout and kind of being making it more important of my day-to-day life. Probably not... Until, until the last couple of years. It was only the last, last two years ago, yeah, because uh, I think another thing that you were talking about, Amy, is how finding something that works for you or something that, you know, motivates you, a lot of stuff didn't motivate me. Like, I tried right. Pilates, I tried regular yoga, that didn't really motivate me because of all the, like, people in one space and everything mm-hmm. like that. I did find aerial yoga, which, as we all know, I'm an assistant teacher there. I loved it because it was a certain amount of people, but also the use of the hammock, which then led into aerial dance. So that led me into doing that a little bit more. And then after kind of a serious talk regarding my health, probably like two falls ago was when I decided, okay, I'm going to try something new. That's when I actually started boxing for the first time. And as I mentioned before, the first day I was panting. I always felt like I couldn't do it. I had very low self-confidence. There were I was still in that phase where I was crying over like the littlest things. Right. And I was like, you know, this is for me. I'm going to dig myself up and, you know, push through. And now I do it five times a week, sometimes more, and on top of my aerial dancing because I found it more fulfilling. And it's, you know, for my personal health and because I want to feel strong. Like now I can do pull-ups on my pull-up bar. I can never do pull-ups. Now I can do push-ups. I've never been able to do push-ups. I'm close to almost doing burpees. I'm still I'm still iffy on the burpees. They're my nemesis, but I'm close to doing them. So it just it feels really good to be able to achieve those accomplishments. Yeah. So it's just it's kind of changed in that. But at the same time, I'm one of those people that I work out in the morning mostly because that's what works for me. Aerial dance, I do more in the evening. But then during the day, because I'm a freelance editor, I do sit on my bum sometimes for long periods of time working on other stuff. But then I get cabin fever easily and then I go on a walk. or just I walk everywhere a lot to kind of, it helps clear my right. head. So just... Dancing was really a motivator for me. And yeah. about a year after my back surgery, I tried to get back into dance. And mm-hmm. I was taking some classes at the community college I was at. But the problem I was running into was not that I couldn't do the moves mm-hmm. um, or just the moves for the needs of my back. It was that uh, the stamina wasn't there. Yeah. So like in ballet class, I could make mm-hmm. it all the way through bar exercises. But then by the point that we got to open floor exercises, by then yeah. I was I was done. My yeah. t- I, I just... I needed it to be the classes to be shorter Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, I took a hip hop class and the first class was super intense, but I still loved it. Yeah. But then I was laid up in my bed for three days from it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't take this class. I have to drop out. Like my yeah. back is telling me no. <laughs> yeah. No. So that's one of the things I struggle with because I do have a hard time choosing to do things like going to classes. Yeah. I think part of it is because I know they're all things that I could do at home for free. Yeah, that is also another and so thing. And so I'm like, like why do I need to be spending the extra yeah. resources to go do them somewhere yeah. else? Because being around other people isn't going to be what motivates me either. Exactly. That's another point that I wanted to bring up is that being around other people that have been doing it longer than maybe what you have, you can... I mean, when I did boxing and aerial and probably a lot of other fitnesses, I would notice a lot of people were a lot better than I was. And most of the other ones, I would feel so low in my self-esteem and confidence that I'd be like, okay, I can't keep up. I don't feel like... Like dance class, modern dance, the splits and everything, I couldn't do that. So it's like, I can't. I'm the opposite. When I go into <laughs> classes, I'm not worried that I'm not doing it as good as Susie Q over there. <laughs> Susie Q. <laughs> but I am also not being my 100% genuine self because I go into performer mode showing mm. off how good I am at stuff. Yeah, I go into performer mode too and I'm just like, I can do this, I can keep up and I'm just like, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so interesting because like I think a lot of people have this mindset of, okay, I have to go to the gym by myself or like go to this class that I hate just because I'm going to get a good workout and like this is what I have to do. But yeah. you're totally right. Like finding something that works for you. It's kind of like finding like a therapist, right? Or like yeah. a partner that it might take a lot of tries like I didn't like Pilates either (laughs) honestly I like kept trying it and I was like okay you know what I just really hate this like I'm sorry Mm -hmm. um but yeah like finding that niche and it is also interesting what motivates you because I have a friend who's like I hate workout classes I'm only going to go to the gym I can motivate myself I do not need to pay $32 for a drop in at this bougie ass studio Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's some people, totally valid. Yeah, some works yeah. for them and some for um, But like, I don't know for me, and maybe it's because I like grew up swimming, so I like grew up having a coach. But I was yeah. like, I like the aspect of a team and like yeah. having other people there motivates me to like try harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, having someone yell at me motivates me to try harder. To be <laughs> yeah. honest, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, um, like, yeah. did you know that? See, like, I spend my days yelling at other people to <laughs> yeah, do their yeah, job. Yeah, because so. yeah. yeah. that's because the next thing I was gonna ask. Yeah. You, like, did you know immediately that swimming? back then was something that was like right for you or did you try like a bunch of things like track volleyball like before landing on swimming and then eventually landing oh on yoga oh boxing or was it always like trial and error before finding what works for you or was yeah. it easy um I didn't really have a choice my parents were <laughs> like so I like did jump touch the mic <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I did gymnastics first um oh, okay. and then that was really fun I feel like I ran into a lot of like that comparison thing where I was Mm -hmm. like oh why am I not as skinny as other girls like why can they do more flips why am I so scared to do a handstand on a balance beam because it's like three Mm -hmm. inches of wood and that's scary like that's valid um (laughs) but yeah so I don't know how my parents got this into their head but they're like yeah you guys should try swimming um and so I tried out and it felt natural, but I like the practices were really hard at the beginning. Similar to like how you felt about boxing, there's always that learning curve. And mm-hmm. I honestly thought I was gonna drown for the first couple of practices. Oof. Like I would sit in the car, like in the back seat, and I'd be like, "Okay, deep breath in, deep breath out." I was like 11, and I was like, "Okay, I won't drown. This is fine. <laughs> I, won't drown. I won't drown. This is fine." I was like, "I need to like talk myself out of it," mm-hmm. um, but I. 
I don't know. I really, I'm like a very competitive person. So I like the competition aspect. Mm -hmm. And it's super interesting because like I, you're able to find your niche within it. Like the different strokes, like if you're a long distance swimmer, like a sprinter, like I was a sprinter, which kind of ties into that high intensity interval training thing where it's like (laughs) we worked on our VO2 max. We worked on like going as hard as we could and then getting a super long rest um, and like, I was I always was all about sprinting yeah. and like mm-hmm. everything. I mean, so even fun. swimming, like I can swim, but I would not say I'm a strong swimmer. Like I can swim real hard oh, all yeah. the way across the pool. I, you're not going to get me swimming back and forth for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I'm sort of similar of how I'm trying to work on my endurance as well. That I'm definitely more performance right at the moment, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. can, I need that. Like <laughs> I have endurance all the end. way through dancing, like dancing. I have endurance for because it's performance. Yeah. yeah. And because I was a performer, like, that was easy because, again, I'm a show-off. <laughs> I think we've all kind of become a little bit of a show-off regarding with the especially the ones that we love to do. We can be a little bit show-off regarding that and everything. It feels good because you worked hard for the skills, right? Yeah. So you're like, well, I'm going to show them off. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, I yeah. showed my mom that I can do pull-ups, and I also showed uh, one of my other workouts that my friend Cameron suggested of doing handstand push-ups. I can't do Ooh. the push-ups really well, but I can get to the handstand and go a little bit down. Then that, I think it's called... I forget exactly what it's called, but you do a push-up plank position. Your heels are on the back of the wall. Then you walk your heels off the back, and then you put your hands backwards to when you're going into a full handstand. And then you slide all the way back into that same push-up plank position. I can only do one or two, but that's something that I recently been doing. It's like, oh, wait, I can do this now. It sounds like silly things that kids do when yeah. they're just jumping <laughs> off the walls. Like, I found, sounds like something I would have done as a kid. Yeah. Yep. but And here we are as adults, we're like, no, it's a workout. It's a workout. Like, it's so hard. Exactly. But like, actually, it is. <laughs> Which yeah. actually leads me to the next topic that we should be talking about is the workouts for muscle building and all that. So, based on what you've heard, Nancy, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts and opinions regarding workouts specifically for muscle building and if you think there's a different like approach or stigma between men and women because as we talked about earlier I think women are more portrayed or pushed we're conditioned more to go towards losing weight whereas men are conditioned towards building muscle exactly yeah do you have insight on that feelings stuff like anything so much (laughs) so much here we go yeah start Um, whenever I'll, I'll start with the the females so I think it's so interesting because for females, it's a lot of like, I want to lose weight, but I want to have a big butt. I, I just nope. want muscle in my butt. No, nope, it's not like, me. no, not you. I already got a big butt as it is. <laughs> well, I got a ghetto booty over here. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of like, um, because I was a personal trainer um, back mm-hmm. in Boston. And so like a lot of people would be like, okay, like I want like toned arms, but I don't want to be bulky. I just want like to build a booty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. So similar to like how losing weight is a lot about your diet, if you want to like build muscle, you also need to be eating a lot more if you're like a very skinny person. Mm -hmm. And essentially like cardio is not going to do anything for like building muscle. Yeah, nothing. But um, strength training is so important, but like it's not super helpful to just do like very low weight mm-hmm. you have to it's about increasing like, push yourself yeah mm-hmm. um which is why strength training classes are ones that i like or if you have like a personal trainer going mm-hmm. there um and you feel really empowered too because you're mm-hmm. like oh i can like 
add on and add on mm-hmm. which is why I was like it must be really frustrating if you have so that limit. frustrating because yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to be able to squat my own weight in oh high gosh. school yeah. and wow. like I'm not even allowed to do any of that now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just can't yeah well, your your approach is a little bit more different because yeah. Yeah. you lifted out when you were younger Amy it's t- <laughs> It's back like in the old days, <laughs> no, all the way back when I was a young spring chicken. chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but more important beyond just like the the aesthetics of it mm-hmm. is that strength training helps you with like functional movements, right? Like deadlifts, like hip hinges, squats. When you get older, if you like don't have the muscle, like muscles or the mobility, mm-hmm. you can injure yourself really easily, and that's like something. Falling no off wants. the toilet is yeah. like the number one pe- way people like break a hip. Oh, yeah, wow. that's just don't <laughs> yeah. want that to happen. No, no. And then you brought up a really interesting yeah. point of um, actual strength and then aesthetic strength. We'll oh, call yeah. it. Um, when you were working as a personal trainer, I'm just curious. Uh, do you have like a percentage maybe in mind regarding who wanted like regular like actual strength strength and who wanted aesthetic like strength? And is that also was it different between men and women? Um, I would say most of the people wanted like aesthetic strength, yeah. like more than 70%. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually didn't have any clients that were guys, okay. which like kind of makes sense to me <laughs> in a way. Do you know what I mean? Like guys no, really no, don't yeah. want a girl being like, um, okay, now you're going to go squat like this amount. Like they're like, no, I can do this myself. Yeah. That, that's also kind guys. of like another interesting thing is um, that like yeah. female, female, female trainer, female client, male trail, male client, yeah. client when it should be maybe like either way, but yeah, the, but the part of it is just how our brains are wired. Yeah. And so if, you know, females were, you know, wired to be like the, the caretakers and men were wired to be like the the hunters and so part of that is it's about ego Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily a negative thing it's that they're not going to feel as good inside trying to take that advice from a female and that's just part of how their brain is wired it's not that the female can't get them further and stronger and all of that through their training it's harder for them to work past what their natural reaction is and that yeah. has to do with the idea that they, it's ingrained in them that they're supposed to be the strong one. They're supposed to be the one that can take care of the one who is the nurturing one. Mm-hmm. And that just goes all the way back to the start of human beings. And yeah. that's not yeah. their fault. That's not their fault. We may be making all of these changes as a society mm-hmm. and learning to see these things differently. But some of it is just so hardwired that we don't know why we feel a certain way about it. Yeah. We just know we do. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I feel like it's it was easier for me to like work one on one with like one off sessions, not like regular clients, but mm-hmm. like um in boxing. Yeah. Like something that's skill based with guys rather than something that's like how Strength much based. can you lift? Right. Yeah. So with skill based they so that have that respect that someone else who's been doing it longer than them will yeah. have the skills that they do not have yet. Yeah. yeah. Like to them that makes logical sense. But in terms of so strength and other like the actual That's a little form. bit harder for yeah. their brains to accept. But it, yeah. it sh- I don't think it really should, but it's understandable as to why because you know, you have the whatever whatever gender body you have mm-hmm. is like, "Oh, they would understand the best because they know how the muscle growth, they know you know the reps that you should do and things like that when flipping it around because i've watched a good portion of videos where there are male tra- trainers for women clients but not a lot of the opposite way around that might just be right. the feminist in me but it was well just like, it's because again females would be like i want to learn from a male client because yeah. i am 
I inherently view him as stronger, powerful. And so he can teach me how to bring that out in myself. Mm -hmm. It's looking for those traits that we want to see in ourselves. It's, it's, it's a, it's a trip, man. (laughs) Uh, Anthropology, man. Yeah. Anthropology. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have to say names or anything like that, but Nancy, do you have either like any friends or people that you've worked with that worry about the aesthetic versus actual strength or regarding that area, even if they're like power builders or muscle men or things like that? Like, have you heard any complaints or anything that they would mention regarding it. Oh, she I'm wants to know if people, if everybody's got the same insecurities. Well, I feel Even like the they people do. who are like really at the top of their workout game, do they still have those aesthetic insecurities? Well, I mean, that's what I would like. That's what I would like to think, but I would like to know from an actual professional that is in this environment constantly because uh, I heard from a long time ago from a podcast that I listened to of the psychology of if you are complimented the most on one particular skill then that's what you become the most insecure about. So if you do lots of training or if you're highly smart and intelligent, the moment that someone doubts that, that's when you become the most insecure about it. And you're like, oh no, I am this thing. Because oh, no, it's I supposed am to be your one thing. Your one thing. And that's what yeah. you identify as when it's not, but it's how our brain is conditioned. So, Yeah. Can we get real, real for a second? Get yeah, real, yeah. please. Um, so I, I was like suffering from an eating disorder when I was in college and mm-hmm. I was like, thinking back to where it started and I just remember very clearly of people being like you have the perfect body like it's just perfect Ah. and I was like I held on to that and I was like I I have to be perfect I have to look this certain way and it wasn't even like what society was perfect it was like me at that moment as like a 15 year old girl 14 year old girl like no you don't look like you were in fear of losing that thing that other people saw in you as perfect yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think like that that is very real if someone compliments you on something you kind of hold on to it if it's like an aesthetic thing and I do know people that are also some people are at that place but again like very focused on creating workouts to look a certain way rather Mm -hmm. than to feel strong or feel empowered and I think that's hard you know like that motivation if you're like I like working out because I genuinely love it it's Mm -hmm. a lot easier to keep it up and like you're generally safer about it than if you're like I am doing this workout over and over again because like I want to look like XYZ when I quit focusing on acting and move behind the scenes Mm -hmm. it was so empowering and I no longer worried about what I ate and I actually started to eat better That's awesome. uh, and then when I, I have a friend who's an actress and I would watch her counting her calories and making sure to work out every day and like she'd be doing squats while she's brushing her teeth and I'm like oh my god I'm so glad I don't have to care about any of that this is like I don't need that stress yeah <laughs> so all I worry about is do I feel good yes mm-hmm. and my parents you know they're in their 70s and so like they're gaining weight in places that they can't seem to lose it no matter what they do, no matter mm-hmm. what they change in their diet, no matter how much they work out. And I say to them, I said, unless your doctor is concerned about the weight that you've gained, don't worry about it. Because our bodies change set points multiple times through our life. Mm-hmm. Our bodies change where they hold weight multiple mm-hmm. times through our life. Yeah. And sometimes there's no, you know, if and or why about it. And it may be impossible for you to affect change on but they're, my parents are really self-conscious about it. I'm like, if your doctor's not concerned, don't be concerned. Worry about how you feel mm-hmm. and make sure that you're making an effort to eat well and eat a balanced diet. 
Yeah, um, I remember being younger, um, I would focus a lot more on the numbers rather mm-hmm. than how I was feeling. Just because I, you know... That's the exact reason why there's not a scale at my house. Exactly. I don't Same. have a scale on anymore. Like, every once in a while, if I'm at a friend's house, yeah, I, yeah. I do you, get you do on a check scale. In. You get but a check-in. But the thing in. is, is that even if the number is higher than what I expect it to be, I do realize that, especially now with the mixture of boxing and aerial, I have a lot... I have more muscle than right. normal. So I kind of, like okay all right that mm-hmm. is what it is like shouldn't really be focusing on that and people say i look good so i should take their compliments to heart and believe them rather than have the demon in my head saying no 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 you should be losing all that blubber in the middle and around your thighs because that's my problem area is my uh, is my stomach and my thighs but um i mean i have the upper body but luckily <laughs> there's like no fat around the heart because that's what's the most important if you have mm-hmm. like kind of like fat around that area that's kind of where you're more prone to having like heart disease and stuff so and I don't have that so I feel lucky regarding that yes for sure (laughs) I think something also is like I don't I don't know if you guys feel this way but from the conversations I've had with guys they feel more pressured to have like defined abs whereas like girls Ah. like having defined abs but if you see someone it's not an issue it's not yeah it's not like um, a need yeah you're not like i have to have it but like if you see a guy you're like okay he should have a six pack if he like looks athletic yeah but i mean i don't know yeah well i have i have friends that are guys that look athletic but they yeah. don't have a six pack and most guys don't yeah exactly and yeah. then also the other thing is that i've actually had crush well I've, i have had crushes on guys but i've had crushes on boys that don't look athletic at all they're like tall blanky boys and stuff like that they didn't have a six-pack and i had like head over heel crushes for them one of my first crushes in high school was like the tall like popular guy that was um musical guy that was a uh, tall lanky awkward but all the girls seemed to love him because of his musical chops and talent Ooh. and i was one of them <laughs> i mean physically i look for shoulders and arms i don't care if you have a six-pack or if you i love arms a, if you have a beer belly six-pack that's fine i don't yeah. i don't care i don't care if you got a pony keg down there um <laughs> I just want you to have nice shoulders and arms. I, I do. I do have found. I have found myself liking kind of the broadish shoulders, and then one of the one of the parts of the body that I find the most sexy is probably the back. Yeah, both man and yep. woman. Yep. Whoo! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> No, it's not time for erotica, not just now. <laughs> but yeah, I find the back like the most sexy of both men and women for me specifically. So it's just it's just like, whew, because especially if I look over the shoulder, especially that that's that's hot. It's very hot. So men, now you <laughs> now you know. Don't now worry you know. about the yeah. six pack. Focus on that back and shoulders. That back and shoulders and that Do those lat rows. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing that I just thought of is that uh, when I worked in the movie Suicide Squad. I ended up injuring uh, myself. I had a really bad um, strain in my back towards the final months of working. We didn't know what it was. I went to the doctor multiple times. He could not give me answers. I was like at a point eight in terms of pain and it was going for eight months. I was like, please help me out finally. So then went to physical therapy. It was a rhomboid strain. Had to get physical therapy for five months without my insurance covering it, it, even though I was told it would. And... Uh, I was fixed, but still every once in a while, I will still have that pain. So that's probably unconsciously another reason why working out and doing all that has become more important. So that way Mm. I can have those back muscles and be able to have kind of that structure and posture and something to help regarding that strain. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's become a little bit more important because I don't want to be sitting in my couch crying like I was during those eight months when I had that. So that's another important factor I feel is that if you have 
kind of like what Amy was talking about. If you have a pain, if you have something going on, you find something to kind of resolve around it and, you know, figure it out. So, For sure. Yeah. Ouch. That That's a long time to be in pain. Uh, well, I'm I didn't so know sorry. what it was. Thank you. Well, th- I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we didn't know what it was. I thought it was like some bad muscle. I thought it was like my back was like uneven. So I went to the chiropractor a bunch of times. It would only work for a little bit. But then after some time, it would come back. It was like, what? What is this happening? And it took a long time for me to accept that. Okay, I have a strain. Maybe I got it when I was younger. It's mm-hmm. more present now. Mm-hmm. And... Every once in a while, it's going to come up. But what it does, you just have to stop and, like, go out for a walk or stretch it out. Got to listen to your body. Exactly. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that can be hard because you're like, no, I can push through this. Or, no, you shouldn't be doing this to me. No, I I don't have to do this anymore when you have to. Taking care of your body is a lifelong commitment. Exactly. Yep. You only get one body, so. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Science hasn't come that far yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they can replace it with some robotic parts, but not, like, really great ones, so. Yeah, bionic woman over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, I think for wrapping up this conversation, uh, I did find an article that was the 13 ways to get the most out of your workout according to research from uh, from a Time article. So I thought I'd maybe list those reasons really quickly and get thoughts and opinions. Yeah. All right. Number one, lift weights. As you've mentioned before, Nancy, (laughs) only doing cardio means you are sabotaging yourself. Well, that's dramatic. (laughs) Well, that's exactly what they said. You you, took the words out of that article. It's like, if you're only doing cardio, you are sabotaging yourself. You're not doing it. It's like, dang. Wow. So according to Jacob Wilson, who is a PhD certified strength and conditioning specialist, uh, said your metabolism will actually go down, making weight loss more difficult. Resistance training, however, builds muscle to increase your metabolic rate, which is your metabolism, which I would agree with that. When I started going to prevail a little bit more and be more consistent, I was like, wait, I'm starting to, wait, what's going on? Is that me? Is that me? <laughs> I was like, woohoo. And this is one of my favorites. Listen to music. One Indian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology of 30 men of women, people who listen to music, especially slow music after their workout, recovered faster than those that went uh, sans tunes. Without tunes. Without tunes. Sans yeah. means without. Sans. It's French. There we go. Thank you. I was like, why, why, why am I getting confused with this? Music boosts the body's levels of serotonin and dopamine, hormones that are known to foster recovery. So, Yeah, those are also the same hormones, you know, that... The endorphins and the serotonin, those are all reasons why, like, my therapist is always like, you should work out more. It'll help your depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prevail is kind of good at, um, <laughs> just because some people have different types of music that is not my style. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So yeah. Funny. But your do... style is not the greatest for working out, too. I know. Ooh. I'm very eclectic and I'm proud of my own workout music that I love to listen to. I know it's not for everybody, but. Those that will take my 500 soon, watch out for that playlist. I already started planning and people are probably not going to like me. But that's (laughs) totally fine. I don't care. (laughs) Number three, swap stretching for a dynamic warm-up. In one Austin State University study, people who warmed up with a light leg extensions and squats were able to squat 8.3% more weight during their workout than if they performed the typical bend and hold stretches. Their lower bodies were also 22.7 more stable 
So I well, think that it's a because that's all about um, activating those muscles. Yeah, and I see so a lot you're moving more than just stretching. You're activating those muscles and getting them into motion faster. Yeah, I see a lot of it in prevail, especially when people come in. They're like either like swinging their arms, they're doing like mm-hmm. little things, stretch. They some of them do stretches, but others will kind of like do start being jumping around and kind of moving around the bag to basically get warmed up and prepared for class. So. Maybe I should adapt that. <laughs> I'm just talking to everybody be like, hey, how's your day going? How you doing? Preface your workout with carbs. Eating yes. carbs. <laughs> eating, <laughs> eating carbs before your workout can also help you during those intervals. According to a 2013 research published in Sports Medicine, carbs are your body's primary fuel for any high intensity workout. And when your body is fueled, your body is going to put forth a better effort and get a better value, both in terms of caloric expenditure and muscle growth. Expenditure. Expenditure, thank you, and muscle growth, than it would if you were in a fasted state. Yeah, at my house, every night before my brother would have a track meet or a soccer game, it Carbo was... load, right? Yep, it was spaghetti night, it was pasta night, you know, we're an Italian family, so that wasn't hard, but <laughs> it was definitely high on the carbs the night before he had a meet or a game. Yeah, maybe that's what I should be doing, because I've tried to eat before working out, I feel like I'm going to throw up, especially I, with prevail. Well, yeah, because I personally you work don't out eat before. in the morning, yeah. that's the morning. why. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't eat right in the first thing in the morning. It'll make them nauseous. Exactly. I have developed a habit of, um, I have like a mixture of nuts that I eat. Like I have flax seeds, I have sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds that I'll eat a little bit in the morning, like a handful of each. So that way I get a little bit of energy before I actually So we should out. just put a bird feeder at the door of your apartment. <laughs> there is what you you're go. telling me. <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> Um, one thing that is also helpful if you like can't stomach anything but you feel like you need like energy is Uh like a spoonful of honey Ah. um because that's super quick burning carbs yeah yeah interesting yeah okay because it's sugar and sugar is a carb yeah Yeah, okay never been much of a honey person butter a carb yes (laughs) yes it is regina (laughs) (laughs) all right number five do intervals we've talked about this doing intervals minute per minute high intensity intervals come with more cardiovascular and fat loss benefits than any other workout we've talked about this beforehand moving on <laughs> one thing to drop in real okay, quick go though, ahead. if you're doing interval training you have to like go hard during those intervals you can't just like half-ass it half-ass it because that kind of defeats the purpose of high intensity it's like that's a high intensity yeah. part, you know? I mean, I mean, I will I will admit this. I struggle sometimes with some of the warm-ups. Like, they will be like, oh, do like 18 burpees in the one minute. I'm like, ah, I can't do that. And some things. But... Yeah, I was going to say, some things are like unrealistic for like you at the moment. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I, n- no. Yeah. But like, um, yeah, as long as you're like putting in exertion, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. Because that's... I want to be able to do all that because I'm like competitive and be like, oh, right. I can, I can do all this and, da, 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 and things like that. But definitely there are times when I'm doing it and then my body's like, nope, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my knees now. No, I'm gonna go like only halfway. Like I'm not going to push myself. And there are sometimes when I do have to listen to my body, unfortunately, either if I'm having an injury or either if uh, I'm just not feeling great because of what I ate or things like that so there's a lot of factors involved but for sure yeah but the important is that you try actually maybe more do than try but don't do too much that you throw up i was gonna say i think the trying part is the more important because like there is like your body has limits right like and you shouldn't push past it to a point of injury like ever yeah because that's where shit hits a fan yeah so like if you're at the point you're like i need to stop that is 
definitely like yes yeah big stop sign um but then like on the other hand that rest is so important so like taking the full rest or getting the full rest like yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. anyway that was longer than i no 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 please please you're the expert here so fill in everything yes olive olive's expert yeah olive olive (laughs) olive is agreeing with you (laughs) number six drink water Losing just 2% of your body weight in fluids, some gym goers sweat out 6 to 10, can make your workout feel harder, reduce your exercise performance, and reduce your body's ability to recover after you leave the gym. Uh, So Amanda Carson Phillips, uh, Vice President of Nutrition and Research at EXOS, recommends everyone drink a half to one ounce of water per pound of body weight per day to make sure you're drinking enough water during your workout to replace any fluids you lose. Weigh yourself before and after a sweat session, and you shouldn't be losing more than 2% of your body weight. This is something I've been trying to pick up more, is to drink a lot more water throughout the day. I'm a lot better at drinking (laughs) water during the week. But yeah, no, that was actually a personal challenge I did to try and drink Mm -hmm. 64 ounces of water a day for about a month. I did, like, 26, 27. It was the weekends where I was probably a little lackluster because either I was working a lot or I was like, eh, I did a lot of work today. I could take a break and just, you know, (laughs) turn to the soda. And Amy is shaking her head. I know. I know. I'm not perfect. Deal with it. (laughs) All right. Number seven. Use free weights. Exercises using free weights like dumbbells, kettlebells, and barbells lead to greater hormonal responses compared to similar exercises performed on exercise machines, according to the 2014 Journal of Strengthening and Conditioning Research Study. That's largely because free weight exercises tap a wider range of muscles. And yeah. this I heavily yep. agree. Yeah, because they have they activate the muscles that you need to activate to just, just be able to keep your balance while you're using those weights. When you're on a machine, you have things to like lean against, hold mm-hmm. against, sit against. But when you're standing up doing, standing, using yeah. free weights then you're required to activate all of those muscles to keep your balance and exactly and do perform the activity. Yes, Prevail has the kettlebells. They rec- you recently got like a like a free weight rack is what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, it's for a strength class which like I'm so happy about and yeah. also I think the kettlebell is like this like my favorite. <laughs> like if you were to have one like strength thing in your home, mm-hmm. it would be a kettlebell. Kettlebell. Well, I don't have a kettlebell. I do have dumbbell, adjustable dumbbells Ooh. So that I got from a friend of mine. So thanks, Will. So I got to start using those a little bit more. That is really awesome. Yeah. Very <laughs> guess, jealous. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to swing by sometimes yeah. so you can borrow them. Well, I hope you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number eight, get a better night's sleep. I think this mm-hmm. is speaks for itself. According to one 2015 sports medicine review, Poor sleep hinders not only your exercise performance and the number of calories you burned, but also your workout, your bo- workout, but also your body's ability to come back stronger after every workout. This I can attest to. There are times when I didn't get good sleep and I didn't do well the next day. So the aim is for seven to nine hours of sleep every night. So try to do that, everybody. Number nine, indulge in a massage. According to research from McMaster University in Canada, it influences genes in your muscle cells to decrease inflammation and increase their number of mitochondria, which help power exercise and recovery. I, when I had my injury with my back, 
I tried having some massages, but they ended up being worse. So hmm. my, what I do actually is I do fire cupping and acupuncture. Ooh. I do that every once in a while, like every month, two months, depending on how my back's feeling. So that's how I recuperate. I, I like love those it a lot. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I highly recommend it. My my uh, my acupuncturist and fire cupping uh, person, she's amazing. She's lovely. She always makes it feel calm and serene. So, yeah. You'll have to give me her info. So oh I yeah, can no, definitely yeah. for sure. I'll definitely I'll definitely pass that information along. Um, fascia release is also really nice, like assisted stretching. So uh-huh. it's like it's almost like physical therapy, but. Mm-hmm. massage is a lot of like pushing but since mm-hmm. you're actually activating during assisted stretching stretching it like gets into your muscles yeah i used more. to go to uh, yeah. the business called the stretch lab which basically has people that will stretch Ooh. people for like Stretching. 25 yeah. or 25 to 50 minutes regarding of what they're feeling i haven't been able to go to recently because my past doesn't work through my body so i have to now actually call them and use it that way but I don't have time for that. But I think I have a few more months before it expires. So we'll see. Ain't got time for that. Exactly. Okay, this one really, I don't know why, but this is what it said. Number 10, drink chocolate milk. <laughs> here's, here's what a recent Journal of Exercise Physiology study found. Um, cyclists who drink low-fat chocolate milk after their workouts recover just as well as those who drink commercial recovery beverages, and it's largely due to its 4-to-1 ratio of carbs to protein. The protein stimulates muscle repair while carbohydrates replete your energy stores and even help protein get into your muscles. So we were told this after swimming to like drink chocolate milk because of that reason. Um, I am lactose intolerant. Really? <laughs> so but you can't because you're lactose yeah, intolerant so i was like well i'm just gonna eat food which is like find some food that has a four to one carb <laughs> protein ratio yeah one of uh one of the people that used to go to prevail um uh he moved away unfortunately he always would drink milk like he would be on the milk diet and so he would drink milk afterwards and he would have like a gallon or half a gallon oh, of milk God. with him so it's a just lot like, of protein shakes are you know milk, milk based milk yeah. based yeah. chocolate banana exactly he would just have a chunk of milk like everywhere that he was going i was like Okay, <laughs> I never really got it, but I guess with the study, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Number 11, switch things up. In 2015 East Tennessee State University study, exercisers who performed both deep and full squats. Yep. In a 2015 East Tennessee State University study, exercisers who performed both deep and full squats reaped greater fitness gains than those who performed only deep squats. Which is why I'm kind of thankful Prevail does it ev- diff- something different every single day. So that way it's, you know, your body's not just completely used to it. You just roll with the punches and it's unique. Oh, that was punny. Nice. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> See, this is the thing. I don't have the sense of humor that is like comedic and intelligent and can make up like jokes and stuff like that. It's always things that she I She stumbles don't... right on it. Exactly. I stumbled right on it. It's accidental humor as I call it. So, but at least I'm funny. At least I'm funny at that. Oh, <laughs> I'm funny and witty. Okay, moving on. We're not talking about me right now. Number 12. Get a cardio buddy. In one of the Annals of Behavior Medicine study, cyclists who exercised with a partner pedaled almost twice as long as those who rode solo. Having someone else around pushes you to perform at your best and even makes the workouts feel less difficult. Yes, I can say this 100%. And Cameron, I'm calling you out on this because almost every time we're paired up and working out, he's yelling at me like, Chelsea, Chelsea, keep going. Like, like he yells at me to like, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up, Cameron, shut up. So 
Number 13, eat protein before bed. Luckily, uh, research from Maastricht University in the Netherlands mm. shows that a nighttime snack rich in cassia, uh, C-A-C-E-I-N, I think that's how it's pronounced, which is a slow digesting protein, keeps the amino acid and protein muscle synthesis rates elevated all throughout the night. So I usually go for protein before bed, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, some hummus or it's, you know, some ice cream. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I go for a little bit of protein before bed when I'm feeling a little bit hungry, but I'm like, I don't need another full meal. Mm-hmm. You know, just grab something that I can take a couple bites of that's high in protein. Mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to work around that. Sometimes what I will grab is for um, almonds. I yeah. like going for almonds as something as like a quick uh, thing to not only satisfy my hunger but for that protein boost. Yeah. Do you have Do you have one in particular, Nancy? <laughs> I have um, gluten free avocado toast with an egg on top because you like get a little bit of the carbs in there and like it's filling without it being like too too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That That sounds kind of delicious. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Whew. Well, um, is there anything else you want to add regarding? pump it up is there like any tips or anything you'd like to give out regarding for those that might want a little bit of muscle <laughs> oh man bring it all the way back I, I eat, mean, it eat is, your it carbs is, lift your weights i mean it is the theme of the episode <laughs> yeah here, even though we've gone all over the map and beyond we <laughs> it is the theme so but really eat your carbs and protein and lift your weights get lots of sleep got it basically summarizing that time article good good um, glad yeah. that we covered everything yeah all but the um i mean it's not over yet because <clears throat> now we have a hashtag hunt so Ready amy hashtag hunt <laughs> and i imagine you're saying it is because you have interesting results regarding what you found oh my god so for <laughs> hashtag pump it up i got all sorts of shit as don mentioned before we start recording this episode pump it up is an elvis costello song there's also that Space Jam song. Oh, wait. Pump yeah. the jams. Pump them up. <laughs> There's all <laughs> bunch of music references. There's tons of sports references. I found all sorts of things. Apparently, Pump It Up is, like, one of the main, like, cheers for the Leeds football team. Wow. Okay. So, uh, there was a lot of things going on. There was a ton of posts that in included so much inside baseball information that like I'm like I can't read this because I don't understand half of what this post says but I decided instead of trying to sift through and only get the workout related stuff which again even half the workout related ones were using so much workout specific related vocabulary that I was like to the layperson this post makes zero sense Mm -hmm. so instead I just said fuck it I'm going to include a weird cross-section of all the ways Pump It Up was used in social media. I love it. Add some diversity to That's the episode. Right. Yes! All right. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hashtag Pump It Up. We get it. Some people just aren't runners. If you dread the treadmill but still want to kick ass with cardio, try these moves. And it gave a link to a video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we start. We're starting on one that's actually Physical yeah. fitness yeah. related. Yeah, exactly. It would be nice to show the video, Next one, audio. completely not physical fitness related. <laughs> Here is my official entry for the Pump It Up 2020 character design contest. Sadly, I didn't make it. Her name is Bellafor, a playful and curious alien from the planet Demona. <laughs> what? 
traveling the cosmos looking for an astronaut boyfriend. Hashtag pump it up 2020. What? Uh, yep. Oh my oh, gosh. Is that like picture. an anime character? It's an anime character that was made wow. for an anime character I'm design sorry. contest called Pump It sorry, Up. Sorry, Dodd. I didn't mean to yell, but that is actually, that's, that's. Congrats. Right? Yeah. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I, I love she anime too, and so. I love the uh, animation her. style, but I can't draw anime for life. <laughs> I'm not a drawer, but it's quite awesome. Shout out to Mrs. Hernandez for spearheading a fundraiser for our fourth grade students to support field trip costs. Great initiative and leadership. Hashtag we support each other. Hashtag Falcon Pride. Hashtag pump it up. And <laughs> I think it was hashtag pump it up because they had one of those blow up slides at the oh, fundraiser. Okay. <laughs> that's really hard. I told you. It's got weird. This is the one that's been like the most like eclectic all around. No It's going to get weirder test. before the end. Oh. Everything else has been so on point. Of like, how did this happen? <laughs> An early start for the U-10 Navy today, but thankfully only a short journey to Hitch and Bells. They were bright and lively in a close and competitive game. Lots of effort and a big attacking threat all game, which was great to see. Well done on a SOTW. Hashtag playlist. Hashtag pump it up. So U-10 Navy is like, it's almost like ROTC, but for kids. What? What? That, That exists? Yeah. It was all like navy themed. I don't know. Mm, okay. I even after seeing more posts, young? <laughs> even after seeing more posts on it, I was still confused. A lot of questions. But I was yeah, like, whatever. We're answers. gonna include it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Four different topics at this point. You ready to be more confused? Oh no. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> it's rumored that hashtag pump it up attracts Mexicans. So <laughs> let's put that theory into test. I still don't know what this post why is about. and how... Nancy, why are you laughing? Do you understand part no. of this context that we don't? I just didn't okay. see that coming at all. So, what? apparently there is a video game called Extreme Prime, I think is what it says. I can't quite see it on the marquee of the photo. And so the person put their name as hashtag pump it up. I think what? trying to get someone to beat their score. Oh, they basically be like, oh, I did this. Ha ha. Try and beat me. Right. And they said they heard that would attract Mexicans to try to beat their score. I don't know. Why? There Mexicans were all specifically. Yes, the, I don't know. I was really confused. I'm confused still. I, I, there surprised. were a lot of video game references on here, too. Oh and that goodness. was like the most understandable one. And it's still confusing. I'm just I just I'm just stuck in the Mexican part. Just part of me in the back know. of my mind is like, are they racist? I'm just I don't think they meant to be. But it's just, I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe they heard that a lot of Mexicans say pump it up. And so. They were trying to create competition. What? I have no idea. In Spanish or in English? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, my fair experience, I haven't. I haven't at all. Okay, let's move anyway, on. We're yeah. getting okay. too hung up on Here's this another part. video game one. Oh, God. Last year, I bought and refurbished a set of Pump It Up. Uh, Pump it up arcade dance pads. I took pics of the entire process. Now I have a working set that play perfectly. Check out the post here with videos. Hashtag pump it up. It's the video game pump it up. Mm-hmm. It's basically like Dance it's Dance, like Revolution. Dance, Dance Revolution. I only know of DDR. Yeah, it's yeah. like Dance Dance Revolution, basically. Yeah, and I think that other one that the previous post was on was also on a similar style. Oh, game. I remember where I heard pump it up the video game. The Try Guys did a video, and apparently Keith was like the pet master of like, no, wait, he hates pump it up. Like it pump it up. Okay. Stuff. 
Yes. Well, like I said, pump it up can mean a lot of things. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Lyrics. And here's a new thing it can mean. Oh no. <laughs> hey, fuckstick. That neglected blow-up doll you're trying to bring back to life with your careless penetration. Don't you know pump it up? You've got to pump it up. Hashtag pump it up. Hashtag Denzel. Hashtag Endor. Hashtag Space Monkey. Chelsea's gone. Was that a tweet? Yeah. I actually stopped listening after Blow Up Doll because I was watching Chelsea freak out. better after Blow Up Doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You've got to what pump it up. What is happening here? I don't understand this. <laughs> At Defeated Records, Melbourne Stop kicks off at 1 p.m. today. The weather is looking good. My friends and I will be turning back the clock and showing the young people how it's done. Hashtag pump it up. Hashtag house music all night long. I'm still hung up on the blow up sex doll. Now we're back to fitness. Heavy legs workout. Hashtag pump it up. Hashtag legs at Vipers Gym Muscle and Fitness Club. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Get it. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. If your hashtag branding, hashtag website, or hashtag marketing oh are oh falling God. flat, we'd love to help you pump it up. <sighs> Let's work together to build a brand that rocks. Hashtag Sly Fox rocks. Too uh, many hashtags. Uh, I want to throw up. <laughs> Final preparations are underway for our cross-country relays this ash- afternoon. Hashtag pump it up. Hashtag better never stops. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can't beat starting the week with Monday morning legs in the gym. Hashtag pump it up. Okay. Thank with you. a little emoji of fire in the... Oh, the strong biceps. Strong bicep. And yeah. Too bad there's not like a strong like calf. I guess you could use like a bicep and the yeah, peach emoji. Yeah, they should include other body parts. Like a str- like the nice back we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Send a petition to Apple. Yes, please. Okay, going back into the land of the weird. Oh, no. Oh, there's more. What do you call water that is good for you? Well water. The lamp post is a water pump built in 1826. The pump features intricate strap work, two spouts, a handle, and the arms of St. Andrew and St. George near the base. It was grade two listed in 1951. Hashtag London nerds. Hashtag pump it up. Is this like an advertisement for a product or something? They're talking about the best water is well water. And so get a well water pump. Intricate strap work? Yeah. That phrase makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And then remember I said Leeds was apparently this is one of their phrases and like 90% of the posts I was seeing were mm-hmm. about the Leeds football team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Massive game today, lads. Team is strong. Deep Dale is freezing. Let's get bouncing into these right away. Hashtag pump it up. Woo. I was going to try to say something in a British accent. Can't, but no. no. So uh, that's for our weird and funky hashtag hunt this uh, week. Yes, please. You, you didn't say any of them, but I'm glad they weren't any of like, the first initial ones for hashtag VR when you were talking about... Oh, yeah. I, I found I found VR porn all over Twitter oh. on that episode. Yeah. We did hashtag VR a while back, and for the hot, she found Twitter links. I that found porn. porn. I was going to say, is that legal? I, I don't Clearly, know. I guess. I saw it straight on my Twitter feed, not safe for work. I was yeah. like, that is full on P and VG going on right oh, there. Exactly. And then interesting okay. enough, a lot of them were saying virtual reality when it really was 360 video. Correct. 
I, Correct. I'm, I'm clarifying. I did not watch any of it. This was all Amy. <laughs> oh, I tried to shove them in her face. Yeah, you don't get me wrong. I, I ran out of the room like I just did when they talked about That's why she ran, because she's ball. been tormented by me before. And I've been tormented oh. by other friends regarding that stuff beforehand, which is why I have trust issues. Well, now Nancy gets to torment us because oh, yeah. she gets to give us a challenge. Yes. Ooh. It could be a challenge for that's individual. You can give a different food. one to each of us or the same one to both of us. Can you guys film a home workout video? <laughs> yes. And post it. Yes, uh, I can. And tag actually, me in it I so I can see. I really, really love Now, is it idea. just supposed to be me working out or should I be acting like I'm hosting a workout video? Act like you're in those like the 80s. 80s like, like, oh my jazzercise, God. Jazzercise, here yeah. we come. Yeah. Oh my okay. God. Except your version of it. Yeah. You can dress up if you want. Oh, I will. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm stupidly excited for this. I'm yeah. like scared, but I'm excited to just be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> we have to figure out what it is, though. That's we, It would be good because we could be combined and also what works for you, what works for me, and works for everybody. Oh, my God. Doing it together? Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, I think it would be really cool to kind okay. of do it together. Okay. <laughs> we can break it off into sections if we want. We can do an intro together. We can do our thing. I'm getting creative right now in terms of how I see it. In You're my so mind. excited. I'm, like, I'm so I'm, excited. I'm like watching the director. Right um, yeah, choose your music so I can see what your music taste is like. <laughs> see, this is why I want to do them separate. Oh, you're like, I don't want any part of it. Oh, my God. But it would be, mm-hmm. we'll mm. talk about this afterwards. And okay. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll talk about this offline. Okay, sounds good. Amazing. Awesome. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for this whirlwind journey of pump it up and everything in between where can people find you do you have any plugs do you have anything you want to promote the floor is yours so many plugs um you can find me on instagram at nancy lynn chen or nourished by nancy i'll spell the first one n-a-n-c-y-l-i-n-c-h-e-n and then um, my website is www.nourishedbynancy.com yeah awesome Again, thank you so much for coming on. I did not expect to laugh or leave the room as I did today. Well, that wasn't can... me. That was Pump It Up. Yeah, <laughs> that was Pump no, It Up. No, it wasn't you. You are lovely and darling. And to hear more from us, uh, you can follow us at Life Goals Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. Yes, definitely. So thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Once again, I'm Chelsea Wingo. And I'm Amy Covell. And you've been listening to Hashtag, Hashtag Life Goals. Goals. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.